Oh, hi, this is Amita Switlow. I'm at UBC um, and I'm sitting with Beth Shippen, who served with us in Vanuatu. And we also have Charlotte Fontaine, who has come to us as an intern. So we're all sitting here, last ladies in, at UBC, and thinking about education and the importance of education. Beth, you served with us in what year? Uh, 1986 to 1988. And where were you in your career at the point that you went and did this service? Well, by the time I chose to go be a volunteer for CUSO, I had already been teaching a, n a number of years in rural British Columbia, and I had principally an interest in native education, and I had some experience also working for a women's center. Um, so I had some... I'd say I, would, I had been about 10 years into my career. So you go to what place in Vanuatu? I went to Isangal and Tana. That's where I was living. And um, Tana was one of a five-island region that I was supposed to be serving. Okay. So, and is it a very small community? Oh, very small, yeah. Uh, each watershed has its own village in Vanuatu. So it's, there's quite a, a density of population, but it's, it's um, each village is quite distinct from each other. So you went with uh, with uh, your husband, and you had you had a baby there, I hear. Yes, uh, my oldest daughter Lindsay Cumming was born there in 1988, and so she spent the first few months of her life as a newborn in Vanuatu, being really welcomed by the women. And men too. Men love children there as well. So she she got a lot of holding, and she got adopted. <laughs> and she got a, she got a name too there, huh? Yes, she got actually two names that were given to her. One by a family that gave her their great aunt's name, great great aunt's name, and then another by a head chief who gave her a name that means woman place, Neswayu. So. That's why he was telling her that she was a woman of their community, their place. And she had to come back. So <laughs> <laughs> there we hope she goes back. There we right. go. Right. So you were. Um, what were you actually doing there? Uh, I was. Uh, I was called a community development person, <laughs> officer. I don't know what, but it was to work in early childhood educator at, with early childhood educators. Um, teaching the principles of early childhood education and teaching techniques for young children, um, sort of the four to six age group, because uh, the kindergartens were not part of the school system in the, in the way the uh, Vanuatu government structured schools. They start at grade one. So um, there were about seven to nine kindergartens maybe 15, that were started at the local level, that were village-owned and operated, and they had assigned um, their own teacher. And so the women's council there, they wanted somebody to come and work with the teachers, training them, as well as to help them, what they called, raise up more kindergartens, because they saw early childhood education as a, as a key area for their community development. So it was a community development component working with women's councils as well as uh, 
an early childhood educator component and um, we were talking about this earlier we were saying I said in uh, education A is for an ace for apple and we were talking about early education and you spoke about a friend who had adapted uh, using uh, natural uh, what did you call that explain that to me <laughs> there was a woman uh, and I worked she was like a partner of mine from afar she worked in the capital Claudia Brown and she was a CUSA volunteer who had taken uh, a curriculum developed in Papua New Guinea for early childhood education and it was adapted into it uh, they speak pidgin in Papua New Guinea so it was uh, translated to Bislama which is similar to pidgin and uh, because Papua New Guinea is the same Melanesian people and environment um, it was we were able to use that curriculum and adapt it to the community level in Vanuatu it uses the uh, natural resources and the environment um, to gather materials and resources to use for teaching um, young children um, so they could use things like shells to do classification and, and use natural environment to make paints and colors and, and so it was a sustainable curriculum it also used the environment that the children were familiar with not introducing a, a foreign or colonial kind of curriculum that, mm. of a place from a place they were familiar with. Mm. Yeah, so it taught pre-numbers pre pre and pre-reading, pre-writing, language development, and primary health care. So, so you do this, this assignment, you come back to Canada, and you continue on in your field of education. You're at UBC now, but tell me a little bit about that journey when you come back. Well, um, I continued on in, in Native education, and I went into Native adult education and became a, um, a department head at a, an Aboriginal college that uh, was one of the first of its kind in Canada. It's located in Merritt, BC, NVIT, and it became a public college while I was there, uh, the first of its kind, and they, they had a need for someone to organize um, developmental ed programs which covered adult basic ed to college prep and got people back into school and in readiness to go into other programs that they needed for capacity building in at the community level on reserve like natural resource technicians um, community economic development business administration as well as um, going into leadership positions, administration positions within bands, social work positions at the community level, um, all those kinds of things. And it was kind of community driven as well. So it it really worked for me. I, I felt at home there. And now you are... <laughs> and then I did some other things too, native language curriculum development and went wow. back to work in band schools and things like that. So. And you're at UBC now, what are you doing here? I work in teacher education sort of gone full circle because I <laughs> yes. got my original teacher training here oh. <laughs> and uh, I work as um, a program coordinator with beginning teachers in our bachelor ed program and teachers who are returning for professional development and taking upgrading courses at the baccalaureate level in diplomas and certificates so that they can 
develop their teaching specializations and it's very rewarding. Yeah. So if you have are interested in serving with QSO VSO or interested in education, look Bet up at UBC and uh, hopefully Bet will come and speak to some educators about um, the importance of education in, in all kinds of development work. Oh yes, I'd love to do that. <laughs> um, uh, Bet, if you were to look back at your QSO experience and think back at uh, what did it contribute or what, what did it do for you, what, how well, would you explain that? I think there's, there, there's only that kind of experience that can invite you to step out of your, out of a Western framework and really live in a really beautiful environment yeah, and a simpler go. way of life for, with wonderful people who get a kick out of you. <laughs> and also I was just going to quote Gandhi, live simply so that others can simply live. Exactly. Uh, well thanks for your contribution to QSOV so, and uh, we'll talk to you again. Thank you.